to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, Lauren, it's been a really busy couple of months now. We've been on the road all the time, pretty much. And now we're here at the, the Thermal Club for the BMW Drive Fest. How are you, Lauren? I'm great. And, you know, I, I have to say, this is one of the best tracks. So if you get an opportunity to drive on Thermal, it's in Palm Springs. Uh, BMW has really taken the track over and made it sort of their one of their home bases. So if you want to drive a mini performance or a BMW performance, Thermal is such a cool place. And the homes around there will make you just melt. Well, that's the thing. It's very exclusive. I mean, it's over, I think it's like, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but it's like over $150,000 just to put your step into it. And then you have to build a $1 million house and then you have to bring your cars. And then you have, so it's like really, really exclusive. Something that I, uh, I guess I was... <laughs> I sneak in somehow. <laughs> we like we like to use the track, but we we uh, definitely are not. Neither of us are, in the, or nor Carl are in the position uh, even together maybe to buy a place. Like exactly. That. So in this episode, uh, we've been doing a series of episodes because there was so much information there. BMW, Mini, Motorrad. I mean, uh, and then the performance driving school with the legend Bill Overland, who is the winniest driver in IMSA history. So. You, I know you know him a lot, right. and uh, you probably have driven with him somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't want to race against him. He's very consistent. <laughs> He's very fast. So I have a rule as a, as a racer. We don't ride with other racers around the track because the goal is to see if we can scare the heck out of them. So we don't do that. So, um, But as far as riding, he rode with me once. Uh, we had BMW X6Ms at COTA, that's Circuit of Americas in Austin. Yeah. And he had me pushing that SUV to its max. It was dancing. I said, this is great. And, you know, it's fun when someone can give you some pointers because we all need them, even the pros. But wow. um, Bill's a great guy. And he's a very interesting person because he was telling us the story when he started racing. He, you know, he was young and he ran with a, against another race car driver called Tommy Kendall, who was... I know him. Was a, T, we call yeah. him TK. And uh, they didn't like each other at first. Now they're friends because they took each other out on their first race. <laughs> so, but a my, really interesting person. I have my own story with uh, Tommy Kendall because years ago I was at the AMG, Mercedes AMG driving school. And uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, you see whenever I'm on a racetrack, the comments are always the same. You're the worst driver. You're going to kill the transmission. <laughs> I don't know why they let you on the track. What the hell are you doing with that car and all that? So on that occasion, I asked Tommy, like, Tommy, I get all these comments. I need official or expert opinion if I'm, in fact, the worst driver in the world. So I went around, and I think he, he acted a little bit up on it, and he was like, yell, oh, stop, brake, stop, no, yeah. So at the end, he said, like, we need a lot of work. <laughs> well, I think anyone can be trained. I think we just need to get you to a school, where you, which I know you just did the BMW school, but just... It's it's like anything. If you want to be a runner, you don't start off doing a marathon. You you yeah. learn like so, I'm not a runner. You could teach me to run. But when it comes to yeah, racing, I, I've I've taught driving schools since the '80s, and basically what it really takes is a street car that's not about performance and yeah. someone in the passenger seat who's not afraid who will tell you I am going to grab the wheel while you're driving and move the wheel to where you should be and then hold the wheel so that you're I forced know. to feel that. 
once you get that, you start going, I got it. And you start getting better. So we'll have to work on that. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, you didn't drive with Bill, but I did. And I had a chance to talk to him. So let's listen to that. Well, here we are with uh, the fourth episode in this special series with BMW Mini Motorrad and BMW M Sports. And we're here with the legend, Bill Oberlin. <laughs> How are you, Bill? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So the winniest driver in NISA history, right? Yeah, How many wins yeah. so far? Um, 64 or 65, depending on if oh, they... Oh, really? Is there controversy there? There is a little bit, because they this year I won uh, the Roar race before okay. the 24. Okay. And they're like trying to figure out, do we call that a... It was a race and it paid points. Do they count it? Anyways, <laughs> it's now put me... Uh, five or four ahead of second and, place and you're not done i am not done i'm just kidding <laughs> i feel i am 53 years old and yeah. i feel like better than ever faster than ever yeah. and and ready to win and it's ex the experience obviously that accumulates your feet and so i mean like i guess the reflexes like like the reaction time maybe starts slowing down maybe i don't know maybe you know i mean no, I'm just, I'm, i don't know i'm just i work very you know you know you're you're certain things can't be what a 20 year old is or yeah of what, course yeah but you have to work harder than anybody else will you have to be hungrier you have to want more and then i have a good balance of i still have the speed and i have a, so much experience now yeah that i see a lot of situations happening i know how to make the best of them i mean going into this this year we've been leading both championships the entire way yeah so uh, i'm still leading the the michelin cup going into the last race in petit le mans we're going to try to wrap yeah. that one up So that would be 66. That would, it doesn't count. That's a whole, I've won like 183 races if oh, you count wow. them all. But, uh, but that, oh, that one that's, doesn't count. That's a, a, yeah, it's the Michelin Pilot Cup. But so anyway, I wanted to touch on that first because obviously, I mean, you're a legendary uh, driver for BMW. And next year, you're going to have new equipment. So you're going to yeah. have a lot of more wins, hopefully, with that, right? So we've been racing, you know, we've raced everything from the E92 M3s, E46, E36, yeah. you know, on and on and on. Z4, and now the M6 was all the last quite a few years. Yeah. And now comes what we've all been waiting for, the BMW M4 GT3. It's been testing in Europe for almost two years. It's ready to release. It's already done a few races in Europe. Uh, and we saw it for the first time in Laguna Seca yeah, during a Pebble yeah. Beach Concourse d'Elegance weekend. And it is beautiful. It is capable. Um, and every driver from BMW factory, all my counterparts in, Euro in Europe, say that when they get out of it, it's the best car they've ever driven. So that's going to add up a lot to your records, I'm sure. I hope year. so. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So so believe it or not, we're, we've they made the announcement. So we're going to race an oddball race in Sebring in yeah. about a, a few weeks' time. It's called the Cravantic 24. So we will run the oh, BMW. run in there? 24 hours. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And we will, if the car, you know, Sebring, we, nobody's ever done a 24-hour race that I know of. Yeah. If your car makes it through a Sebring 24-hour, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough, very strong a car. Tough track, right? Yeah. But we're here for a very different event. Obviously, we're not competing, competing in anything. <laughs> we're here with journalists learning about all the new products from the, the, all the brands, except Rolls-Royce, we will do in Miami next weekend. But anyway, I want you to give us an idea of how, obviously, the motorsports technology and the knowledge in the engineering and all that drills down to the production yeah. cars. This is why these elite companies, you know, let's just call it out. I mean, it's Mercedes, it's BMW, it's yeah. Porsche. They compete at the highest levels of racing. And that's where the latest systems are developed or engineered or thought of. You know, anything that an engineer could dream of, 
they do it in racing, we refine it in racing, and then very quickly it gets put now right into your in your streetcar. A company that doesn't compete at these levels in racing is missing out on that. Yeah. So they're always reacting and trying to copy, and this is where BMW is innovating the latest. Yeah. So the latest model is, I guess, the M2, right? Uh, well... For the, for, for, the, the, for the consumers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, M2, we're here now with the M4, yeah. a lot of the launch of the M4 uh, four-wheel drive. Yeah. And that has that has made that car, because if we, if we say it, the M4 had quite a bit of power for two smaller rubber in the back, and it had traction problems. Like, you could light the wheels up all the time, yeah. which is fun, but for me on a racetrack, it's not fast. Now, with the four-wheel drive... It is back to like when I used to drive an E46. That's how I feel the car drives okay. now. So it's a much heavier car, but you don't feel it. It's got torque vectoring on the front axles. It's got active diffs. It's got active, you know, traction control. And between all that, it is a fun car. I've been driving that thing all day now. So for regular consumers and people who are not good, obviously, as like professional drivers like you, what what's your, uh, your recommendations of coming to this uh, BMW Performance Center and learn? Uh, what, what's like, what do you think is like your recommendation and also what's the biggest misconception that you think most people have about driving on a racetrack? Hmm. Well, first of all, I, I think these the BMW M schools are so good because when do you ever take your streetcar and find a limit safely on the on the street to yeah. understand how to react to it? So when something does occur, you don't know how to react to it because you're not, you haven't been exposed yeah. to it. You come to this track, and over the course of a day or two day or however long a course you take, they put you through all kinds of experiences. You'll be so much better armed when you go back to the street when something occurs that you don't have that that issue. Now, as far as something, well, that they don't, that maybe they wouldn't have known that they would know on a racetrack is all the systems working in the background. Now you would feel them. You'd feel your traction control, your ABS. All the systems that the engineers have refined, and you'd be like, now I understand what they all yeah. do. But uh, a lot of people also think, uh, relate um, driving on a racetrack just to speed. Like, oh, I gotta go fast, but braking is even more important, I think, maybe, right? Yeah, brakes are always good. It's a, I call it a balance, right? You, you need, you need great equal parts of all it. You want horsepower, yes, but if you can't stop it or manage the acceleration part of it, and this is where the engineering comes into is, is managing the traction controls, managing the amount of rubber that they put on the car to balance it, the this amount of spring rate. You ever been in a car that's too stiff, too soft, and then you throw it into a corner, and it's finding these balances, and, and you find it right on the racetrack. You know? yeah. I mean, they do. And these cars are so advanced that they make even a bad driver like me just well, a little bit better, maybe. I, I always said it. It's kind of a joke, but it's true. I get in the, the M5 or the M8, yeah. and it puts a, it just, on the, absolute normal person that puts a superman cape on them because <laughs> it makes them so good at driving yeah. they don't know why but it's all the stuff in the background that's just allowing you to do stuff that you would never be able to do well thank you for your time good luck on the last race of the season and uh really looking forward for next year because i think it's going to be really exciting seeing you in the next uh, the I, next uh, generation car and uh break, breaking all those records again like keep doing it <laughs> i can't wait thank you so much thank you bill okay Well, there you have it, Lauren. I'm glad I had the opportunity to drive with Bill because obviously, as you said, you always learn, even if it's a little bit, you learn something, right? Right. It makes you safer on the streets, too. So if you ever have a chance to take any additional performance driving schools, either in your car or someone else's, it's like if you buy a Ford product, they have it. Corvette has it. You know, I would say BMW, of course. I would say take that opportunity. You will never regret it. You will always say, 
I learned so much more and I'm a better driver on the street and it might lower your insurance rates. Anna, the other thing, I actually understand a little bit more about the cars and the respect that the professional drivers deserve because it's not easy to be in a car for three, four, or in the case of your husband, just 24 hours in Daytona last weekend, right? Yeah, right? He, he drove the bulk of the driving. There were two drivers. He just won the, the, the historic 24 in a 1992 Olds Aurora. And when we got there, everyone's like, that thing's not going to make it. We had all these super fast prototype cars, but it's not about being the rabbit. It's yeah. about being the turtle and knowing when to take those advantages and use that energy. And and it is. I'm a good driver. My husband's a great driver. So yeah. I have to say uh, I'm honored that he won. They won overall. And that was pretty cool. And that was at Daytona. I have tons of pictures on my Instagram, of course, and all my social media. But I'm I'm thrilled for him. He he deserved it. Congratulations it to Paul. Race. Yeah, congratulations to him. And honestly, like when you have a little bit of experience on a race, on a true race car on a racetrack, you understand how difficult that is, and probably the next time you watch a race on TV or whatever, you you will appreciate it even a little bit more. So congratulations, that Lauren, and I guess uh, we're gonna be on the run uh, for for the next few months again. So oh, we'll catch up with you somewhere, I guess. And Carl, yeah, we've been missing Carl, so we'll catch up maybe in LA in the LA Auto Show, which is actually happening this year. Yeah, and then the World Car Drive as well for you and I. And uh, yeah. we're going to be on track for Hyundai. And then we've got, oh, my gosh, tons of tons of stuff coming right. that we will be happy to share with you. Stay tuned. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Javier. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.